Chapter Eleven of The Rover Boys on Land and Sea by Arthur M. Winfield. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Reading by Macquarie. Chapter Eleven: A Call from the Stern. For the instant, after Tom slipped over the side of the Golden Wave, Dan Baxter was too dazed to do more than stare at the spot where he had last seen the boy with whom he had been struggling. God he muttered presently gone he repeated and crouched back in the darkness the great beads of perspiration came to his brow as he heard rapid footsteps approaching would he be accused of sending tom rover to his death what's the trouble came in the voice of captain blossom instead of answering dan baxter crept still further back then watching his chance he darted into the forecastle hello the rail is broken he heard the captain exclaim bring a lantern here quick a sailor came running with a lantern which lit up the narrow circle of the deck near the rail and part of the sea beyond somebody gave a cry said the captain to those who began to gather looks to me as if the rail gave way and let somebody overboard tom rover was on deck came from old jerry do you reckon as how it was him i don't know it was somebody that's certain call all hands at once this was done and dan baxter had to come out with the rest he was pale and trembled so he could scarcely stand all here said captain blossom must have been one of the rover boys or one of the young ladies word was passed along and soon sam and dick came rushing on deck tom is missing cried sam if that is so i am afraid boys you have seen the last of your brother said captain blossom he turned to his crew do any of you know anything of this affair there was a dead silence then he questioned the man at the wheel don't know a thing cap'n was the answer it's queer he must have pressed on the rail very hard here are half a dozen nails torn from the wood while this talk was going on dick and sam had passed along the rail from the place of the accident to the stern perhaps he caught hold somewhere said sam who was unwilling to believe that his brother had really perished they had just gained the stern and were looking over when a call came from out of the darkness help 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 it's tom screamed dick in delight tom is that you yes help where are you holding on to a rope help me quick i-i can't hold on much much longer we'll help you answered dick captain blossom was called and more lanterns were lit and then a bengal light and tom was seen to be holding fast to a rope which had in some manner fallen overboard and become entangled in the rudder chain by the aid of the boat hook the rope was hauled up and to the side of the golden wave at the same time the sails were lowered and then a rope ladder was thrown down dick descended to the edge of the waves and watching his chance caught tom by the collar of his coat then the brothers came slowly to the deck a cheer went up when it was found that tom was safe once more and nellie laning could not resist rushing forward and catching the wet youth in her arms tom was so exhausted he dropped on the nearest seat and it was several minutes before he had recovered strength enough to speak i would have been drowned had it not been for that rope he said when questioned as i slid along the side of the ship the rope hit me in the face i clutched it and clung fast for dear life then when i came up and swept astern i called as loudly as i could but it seemed an age before anybody heard me it was a narrow escape said dick 
you can thank a kind providence that your life was spared you must have leaned on the rail awfully hard put in nellie leaned on the rail repeated tom it wasn't my fault that i went overboard it was dan baxter's dan baxter came from several exactly he tackled me in the dark and we had it hot and heavy for a minute then he crowded me on the rail and it gave way he jumped back and let me go overboard the rascal i'll settle with him cried dick i'll teach him to keep his distance after this he knew baxter was still forward and ran in that direction the bully saw him coming and tried to hide in the forecastle but dick was too quick for him and hauled him back on the deck take that for shoving my brother overboard you scoundrel he exclaimed and hit baxter a staggering blow straight between the eyes stop roared the bully and struck out in return but dick dodged the blow and then hit baxter in the chin and on the nose the elder rover boy was excited and hit with all of his force and the bully measured his length on the deck good for you cried old jerry who stood looking on that's the way to serve him the sarpent slowly baxter arose to his knees and then his feet where he stood glaring at dick don't you hit me again he muttered but i will retorted dick and struck out once more this time his fist landed on the bully's left eye and once again baxter went down this time with a thud the sailors were collecting and soon jack lesher rushed up he stepped between dick and the bully stop it he ordered harshly we don't allow fighting on board of this craft i wasn't fighting answered dick coolly i was just teaching a rascal a lesson it amounts to the same thing if you have any fault to find tell the captain or tell me well i'll go to the captain not you retorted dick all right growled the first mate but just remember you can't boss things when i'm around when captain blossom understood the situation he was thoroughly angry baxter certainly ought to be in prison he said i'll clap him in the brig and feed him on bread and water for three days and see how he likes that he ought not to be left at large said dora with a shudder he may try to murder somebody next we'll watch him after this said the captain he kept his word about putting baxter in the ship's jail but through lesher the buddy he got much better fare than bread and water strange as it may seem a warm friendship sprang up between the bully and the first mate i ain't got nothing against you baxter said jack lesher when we get to australia perhaps we can work together eh and he closed one eye suggestively baxter had told him of his rich relative and the mate thought there might be a chance to get money from baxter he'd rather give me money than have me tell his relation what sort of a duck he is said lesher to himself after this incident the time passed pleasantly enough for over a week when baxter came from the brig he went to work without a word whenever he passed the rovers or the girls he acted as if he did not know they were there and they ignored him just as thoroughly but the boys watched every move the bully made as mentioned before jack lesher was a drinking man and as the weather grew warmer the mate increased his potions until there was scarcely a day when he was thoroughly sober captain blossom remonstrated with him but this did little good i'm attending to my duties said lesher and if i do that you can't expect more from me 
i thought i hired a man that was sober said captain blossom i won't place my vessel in charge of a man who gets drunk yet he was not willing to do the mate's work and put that work on to others so jack lesher had to take his turn on deck no matter in what condition i must say i don't like that first mate at all said tom to sam he is very friendly with baxter i have noticed that replied the youngest rover such a friendship doesn't count in the mate's favor last night he was thoroughly drunk and wasn't fit to command well that is captain blossom's lookout the captain can't be on deck all of the time two nights after this talk jack lesher was again in command of the ship captain blossom having retired after an unusually hard day it was hot and dark and the air betokened a storm the man at the wheel was following a course set by the captain and the sailors whose watch was on deck lay around taking it as easy as they could the mate had been drinking but little in the afternoon but before coming on deck he took several drops of rum he was in a particularly bad humor and ready to find fault with anybody or anything some of the sails had been reefed and these he ordered shaken out although there was a stiff breeze blowing then he approached the man at the wheel and asked for the course southwest by south was the answer that ain't right growled the mate it should be south by west the captain gave it to me southwest by south answered the man don't talk back to me roared jack lesher i know the course as well as the captain make us south by west or i'll flog you for disobeying orders ay ay sir answered the man at the wheel and the course was changed for the sailors stood greatly in fear of the mate then the mate sent below for another drink of rum End of chapter eleven